Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of For the Water Cooler, the podcast where you get to talk with your favorite coworkers about what you watched last night. I'm Matt Scalisi. Joining me, as always, my good friend, Caroline Darney. Caroline. Hi. It was, it, we're recording this right after Halloween. Um, yeah. What was, it, what was turnout like for you? Oh, zero. Your, your parts. Nothing? No, nothing, nothing. Uh, but I did buy, um, they have. So you have, that means light. you have spare candy. Oh, yeah. And I knew there would be nothing because there's been nothing for like three years. So um, I'm in like a vacuum. Even when I was in like the main part of the house, because I lived there before we had this addition built that I live in now. Um, so like my door is like to the back where like people probably wouldn't knock anyway. But even when I like I remember the first year I was like so stoked. I was like, yes, I'm going to get good little trick or treaters. I love these costumes. It's so fun. Uh, not a, not a lick. Um, I do think I think it's I think turnout goes down on when it's when it's on a weeknight. You know, yeah, I think that hurts turnout. But also, like, I live close to a college campus, and like, this isn't necessarily the neighborhood where you'd be like, "Sweet, let's go." One, there aren't a ton of kids that live in the neighborhood already, right. so it's not like a local area where people. So, if I lived in the neighborhood and had kids, I would take them somewhere else. And so, like, one of the things that UVA does that's really cool is they have like trick or treating on the lawn, and so like, they'll set up all the lawn residents will have like doors open with candy, and so like it's a whole community event type thing and people take their kids there and it's super super great i will tell you i tweeted about this but i don't care how many times i see it every single time a small child a baby is a lobster in a giant pot it is the greatest thing (laughs) i love it that's really good i my a good friend of mine uh michael casagrande who is a uh a writer for al.com he has a new baby and they had her Similar, similar mm. idea, but she was in a big bowl of fake spaghetti and had meatballs all over her. Adorable. Uh, she was, yeah. I mean, I love it. it's really before they could move that. That's like a whole different genre of costume that you yes. can only get away with for yes. like one year, basically. <clears throat> There's a very small window of like when you can be a baby in a pot, which is great. <laughs> that's um, a good genre of costume. Yeah. Oh, it's a great, absolutely wonderful. I saw. Yeah. Another really good one I saw online was the um, the parents were students at Hogwarts. I don't know if they, they might have actually been Harry and Hermione, who knows, whatever. But they had the robes and the ties and um, the earmuffs on. And the crying infant was the um, was the plant that they pull up that like screams. <laughs> Was it called? Is it a mandrake? Is that yeah, the mandrake. Yeah, so, yeah. like, the baby was the mandrake, and it, they good. had the audio. It was a TikTok. They had the audio of like Professor Sprout being like, "And make sure that when you pull the mandrake, you're like, did you have your head earmuffs on, whatever?" And, the, and the kid was screaming, so it worked for. And this was like a baby. It was so yeah. cute. I love. I there's a few things like I don't have kids. Maybe I'll have a kid just to put a lobster in a pot. Who knows? Um, but this is why people should become parents, right? That's no, right. for the Halloween costume. I will consume every bit of my friends' posts from Halloween. I love it so much. I think it's so creative. I love seeing when, like, I had one um, one of my friends. Her boys have always had really great. I just love when like kids latch on to something and they want to be like a FedEx man when they're like three. Oh yeah, you know, I, like- I listen. No, no hate, no hate whatsoever to any kid who lives their dream of being a very popular character for Halloween. Yeah, that's great and fun. <laughs> it's all, yeah, but I do love when they're like when you go way off book <laughs> and and you see a kid who's like, I'm a pencil, you know, just like. <laughs> It's <laughs> just like no idea where they got the idea and they just went for it. I love that. My sister was a businesswoman, just like a generic businesswoman. That's one great. Year. Uh, one year, most of the time, my sister just wanted to be herself. She was like, I want to be me. And it's like the it's like the Ted Lasso thing where he's like, I don't know if you know how psychologically healthy that is. <laughs> like, <laughs> she was just, you know, um, but I just love seeing the creative costumes. And like, yeah, it's so much fun. Actually, when friends or adult like 
I've got a couple friends that are my age that go way into it and always have like really my friend Ross was um, Pennywise last year and he's lucky that I like him so much as a friend that I still because I that will haunt my dreams because you know how I feel about Tim Curry. You know I feel about Tim Curry. Um, But yeah, I absolutely love. Love, 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 love Halloween content. You and your son, they look, we just talked about over the garden wall last week. So the Wirt and Greg, my favorite, it was so good. I like felt, those we things, felt good it about makes it. Me so happy. Those and like- the back to school pictures, I also actually love where they hold the little signs that say what they want to be. I think that's <laughs> <laughs> you, you really like, you really, you like child content. I, mean, I do. It's yeah. Less, I, I will say, I will say it's less. It's there. There are other less fun parts of it for sure. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. That's something where I like. Why I like good. the ones where you get the personality. I think that's what it is. Where you get to see like the personality of the kid. Kind no, of yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point. Halloween yeah. is like it's a is a rare moment of self expression for kids. Yeah, I saw. Well, I will say also lot of Taylor Swift. Uh, yes. costumes this year. A lot of a lot those. of them. Uh, I actually put. Um, my one of my dogs in a goose t-shirt that I have um, and Maverick was Maverick. He, I made him wear one of my flight vests. So I, I do love dog costumes too. And I put last year I was um, Dr. Sattler from Jurassic park and Bennett was a, was a raptor. And so that was one that I had always wanted to do. Um, but then you can like run away. I, if I had the time or energy, see, that's the thing is for me, I don't, care enough to like i never have it's tough i I would say yeah i would say i especially now that i'm a remote worker i have even less excuse to but like (laughs) i'm you know i'm definitely i i went i went for it this year because i had a a a kid that had i would say an obvious two-parter costume and i yes i wanted to yeah it it was it gave me an excuse to to do it but like outside of that I have never been the guy that goes super over the top on Halloween with the costumes. I mean, guys don't usually not to be like gender yeah. normative or anything, but like it's definitely it's a it's a it's a woman's holiday, I would say, most much more so than a men's. Well and, and I, I that's fine. I am very much in the what is it for mean girls where she's like, Halloween is the one day one day. Yeah, that's right. Um but I'm much more on the team of like, look, if you want to wear a sexy mouse costume, like power Go to for it. whomever, whatever you want. I much more prefer the like, I don't want to say those aren't thought out, but there's some of the things that it I don't think cool. need to be, there's some things I don't think need to be turned sexy. Like I was looking for something for content about like, you know, other Halloween ideas other than like Barbie and Oppenheimer. Cause you know, you see, you saw a bunch of those and those are such great. Was costumes. there, was there a sexy Oppenheimer this year? No, but there was a like, I saw like a TikTok that was like a sexy Freddy Krueger, and that's when I like had yeah. to like pull the plug on it. I was like, "What are we doing?" I've seen like sexy Buzz Lightyear, and I'm like, really? "Come on!" The, the Oppenheimer, the Oppenheimer costume to do is sexy Einstein, <laughs> and you Just, go around, you go around chasing a piece of paper like it's blown away from you all night. Stop. <laughs> Just in a a, a nude bodysuit. <laughs> <laughs> Just chasing a piece of paper with, with, with on, equations yeah. on it. And yeah. Like a, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, we're. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note, we're going <laughs> to. Speaking of nude bodysuit, no. <laughs> not at all. We are we do have a very fun guest in our uh, second half today in our pop culture potluck segment. We're going to be joined by Josh Sneed from SEC Shorts, the guys responsible for some of the funniest. Uh, and, and most original college football comedy content that you will ever see on the internet. Those guys are unbelievable how they keep going and coming up with new stuff every single week. And we get to, we get to ask Josh about it this week. Um, but Caroline, before we get to that segment, we've got a couple of things to discuss. And uh, one of them is, I would say, probably the most confusing slash surprising uh, movie-related news to me this year, which is that a movie adaptation of a video game that both of us are basically too old to have played, called Five Nights at Freddy's, yeah, was not just the number one movie at the box office this weekend. It it was a massive hit, one of the biggest hits of the year, open to over seventy million dollars at the box office. It actually did. A bigger, uh, this is different math, but it did a bigger opening weekend 
than the Eras tour that we've talked about that was such a huge hit. How dare you? It's, <laughs> it, I mean, look, the facts are what they are. And I'm, I'm stunned because not only is it surprising to me because this isn't something that's on my radar, but the movie was released the same day in theaters that it was streaming on Peacock. And people just chose to go see it in a movie theater when they could have watched it at home. And the wildest thing is, like, I maybe heard this once in passing. So I I actually think the funny... I've not yet seen it. I've watched Um, it. So I can can talk about it without spoiling it, I guess. But it's... The funniest thing to me is this was the same weekend that um, Jennifer Lawrence's... uh, The rom-com that released in theaters months ago made it to netflix uh, i can't i i, I would have known the name if you hadn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> you hadn't i ruined it. it um but i'll think but of yes it this is like, this is like the the raunchy sex comedy that she made yeah and it's yes. um the, so she has a number one movie on netflix and josh hutcherson has a number one movie on peacock and it's like a little like um, good point and there is yeah yeah and, and there's a new <laughs> hunger games coming out that yeah. either of them are in yeah, yeah, and that no one's talking about. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's what's. I, I guess. Look, first of all, I'm like trying to come to terms with with what's happening and why this story is so baffling to me. I, I think that it is possible that a ton of people just um, really care about this video game, and that I just happen to not really be aware of it or care about it. But um, it's first of all. It is a very sort of, I would say, run-of-the-mill PG-13 horror movie, right? It's not ex- not particularly extreme. You really could probably get away with showing it to, like, middle school kids. I mean, there's, there's some not very graphic violence in it. There's nothing particularly objectionable in terms of, like, people aren't, like, using drugs and having sex in this movie. It's, like, kind of made for middle school, high school kids. And I wonder how much of this is just that. I wonder how much of this is we're in the middle of a season where so many of the big movies that were supposed to come out got pushed to the spring. There's nothing to do. There's nothing out. And kids just wanted to go see a movie in the movie theater. And this happened to be the one that benefited from it. And I do, I will say, I I think that there is a, I'm curious to see how else, things that are opening soonish the marvels would be a difficult one to see to, right. uh, to try and figure but what i'm trying to say is like i really do think that despite the strikes and the pushes and the last lack of um press junkets and media done to promote movies coming out soon like you mentioned i jokingly just said that the hunger games movie is coming out it's a very little fanfare mm-hmm. and i think part of that is just because it's just hard to get on the radar without having like fun press clips. And I guess that they did get an exception from the strike to that's right. They some content like this week, next week before it comes out. And they're, they're a relatively smaller uh, studio that that movie is coming out of. I know we all think of that as a big franchise, but Lionsgate is not the yeah. same kind of operation that like Disney and Warner brothers are. So they, they negotiated with SAG and they basically said, Hey, we'll do what you want us to do. And if you let these actors promote the movie. So they are going to benefit from that. I don't think we're going to see the same thing out of Disney before the Marvels. I mean, they're, they're basically, they're, they're doing what else they can. They, they actually released a clip from the movie, which we don't normally see from Marvel movies. Yeah. Uh, like a fairly extensive clip from a fight scene. I didn't see it yet. Damn. So they're, they're trying to find yeah. ways to promote movies, but like, I, mean, I think we've just had success going back to Barbie, like in Oppenheimer weekend, Barbenheimer weekend. I don't want to be dramatic. I think it legitimately impacted the way, like just that it feels like it put the theater going experience back on the table as an option. You know, we've had, we had those two also, um, killers of the flower moon. I have not yet seen it. I, ha- I haven't, which has done. Okay. I, I haven't I, cleared I mean, seven hours to go see it yet. Yeah, like it's, it's you know, I gotta, but it's got good reviews. It's one of those, we have to have a discussion at some point in the future about like, um, I have no doubt that it's an excellent movie. I've heard multiple people say it's really great. I will never watch it again. Sure. And I feel like that's what we keep running. Like we have to find a way to make 
great movies that we want to keep watching again because I feel like well, there's a lot because I don't know that I'm going to watch Oppenheimer. Anymore. I'm not going to. I I don't you know particularly what I mean? have any desire to either. But and Oppenheimer I, but, was really good. I yeah. it, it's, and here's the thing: it's hard to even say that. Like, can I even say I enjoyed it? You know what I mean? Like, well, and that's, I've also heard like knowing what the subject matter is for Killers sure. of the Flower Moon. It's not necessarily something that you sit down and you leave and you're like, I really had a good time. Well, look, I, I I think there's room. There, I mean, room is is even pushing it. I I think that it's necessary for us to be able to show movies that are a piece of art that is meant to affect you, whether you see it one time or ten Absolutely. times. Absolutely, and, and and that's a different type of phenomenon than movies that are a good time that are an experience that people enjoy having and want to keep going back and seeing it again and again. I think my argument with it is the fact that the former you mentioned where it's like, it is an experience you go to the theater and it's like, this is really good. And I might not ever watch it again tends to be all of the movies that are up for best picture. And people will well, say, and that is hair when they compare killers of the flower moon and Barbie, it is going to say that X, Y, that killers of the flower moon or whatever, or Oppenheimer is objectively a better movie. Cause it's more serious and more, it's, is more serious and like all of the movies i just this is an ongoing discussion to be had and again i enjoy again i don't know if i enjoyed it. i watched tar and i finished tar and i was like that i can't was believe an incredibly well-made movie i can't believe we've never talked about tar on here but no, i know but it was listen, i but, but like, Jett, i love her so when we're, much i what what this is mostly doing for me right now caroline is this is this is making me realize that like the first time we have an Oscar season on this podcast oh, it's is be going so to much be fun. very fun. Yes, um, I'm very excited. We and we have to like guarantee we have to like agree now that we're going to watch all the best picture noms. That's like, absolutely. We got to do it. Listen, um, I'm already I'm sitting here having other <laughs> ideas. I'm like, we got to we got to do like a special or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to figure something out. We'll, we'll do like a something out. Well, yeah, but, but I sorry, I got us off track. But I, all of that to say is like I think that now. You know, I look at I, the, the Exorcist didn't do as well as I think people had hoped, but I think mm-hmm. Saw had a pretty good showing. Like, there's just I mean, more horror stuff movies, that it, horror it feels movies just like in general. That they it's do like, well. It's like the one genre still uh, that it doesn't matter if it's part of a franchise or not. It's like if you put something out this time of year and it's yep. spooky, people are going to go see it and no matter what. With this Five Nights at Freddy's, you're talking about one that overlaps with a game IP, one mm-hmm. that overlaps with, you know, amenable to the the youth. <laughs> like, we, this could we, be very easily a, you know, split family where some people in the family want to go see Era's tour, some people go see Five is, Nights at Freddy's, and everyone's there for three hours and has a great time. This is very much the official Matt is old episode because we're, we're, <laughs> we're talking about, we're talking about yo- young people slang in the second half of the show, and, and now we're talking about I've never heard of this video game that they made what a movie is, of. What is it that they're doing? The screens and things and the, you know, <laughs> the games? There's there's some movie out called Freddy Five Nights or something like that. <laughs> um, Freddy Five Guys, is that it? <laughs> it's like the burger place. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I would say, having seen the movie, I don't, my personal opinion didn't wasn't particularly special to me i i think there i think there are a few scary things in it but it's it's a it's a very it's a very run-of-the-mill pg-13 horror movie uh and maybe it means a lot more to people who've played that series of games but uh you know i would say if you don't care about the franchise don't don't worry about it don't uh waste your time on it but uh, otherwise like i'm you know what else are you going to do right now? There's there's not any other movies out, so I guess I get why it did well. Um, Caroline, the the other topic that I wanted us to talk about today, uh, and actually you brought this up, that we're we're at a we're at a moment uh, as we record this, the day after Halloween, where there is a there is a major cultural debate that happens around now, which is when is it officially Christmas season? And you could apply this to people watching. Uh, Christmas movies, which is yeah. obviously a big activity, but I There's think where it comes up of activities that are happening now, yeah. where it comes up probably more directly is when it comes to listening to Christmas music, which is a genre of music that we only listen to a certain time of year. It's the only kind of music we do that with. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I listen, I'll let you start here. Okay. I, I, Cause I'm curious what your, what is, what is your, your, um, 
your line of demarcation for when yeah. you go into Christmas music mode? Well, it all depends. So th- for me, there's really two things. Cause like I said, the holiday, I look at it as like a holiday season and really the holiday season for me starts today, November 1st. Like it is because and some folks, what I can't get on board with are the folks that think that that automatically means Thanksgiving erasure. It does not, but Thanksgiving is a day. Christmas is a season, holiday season, whatever you want to say. Um, and I can, would you consider Thanksgiving an extension of Christmas? In some I do way? at this point, kind of, I personally am usually in the camp of my Christmas tree. I have a fake tree. I've had a fake tree since I moved around a ton in the Navy was living in Florida, lived in Washington, all this stuff. Like, I have a fake tree. I don't need my dogs trying to like eat it or pee on it. Like it's just, this is what we're going with. So don't judge me for my fake tree. Um, no, we're, fake, we're fake tree people too. Yeah. I'll generally put it up black Friday weekend of black Friday. Right. After. I would say that's what, that's about what we do too. Typically yeah, around here. But I will tell you what, during we call that, we call that iron bowl Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Down in the South. We call that iron bowl. Friday. It's when everyone is about to throw up because the iron bowl is the next day. <laughs> love that we like to almost barf on our tree as we put it up because we're so worried about sports played by college team kids very um, yeah. look i don't i'm not judging it. i felt like throwing up watching uva miami and that meant not much um but i will tell you what makes me really happy and it's dang white christmas lights like the little lights you put on the tree they immediately boost my mood 50%. What's your feeling about the let's let's call it the Christmas vacation style multicolored lights? <laughs> those in uh, those are f- they're fine. And here's my thing for the whole thing, for the Christmas music, for the for the tree going up, for the decorating the house, you want to decorate it, the bright lights, the white lights, whatever you want to do. Whatever makes you happy. Because guess what? If I put my tree up, it does not impact what you're doing. And like your Look, I understand that you don't want to see, maybe you don't want to see Christmas stuff in October. But you know what I did yesterday? I made a little jaunt over to the wrapping paper section at Target. Just eyed, <laughs> just eyed what I'm working with for this year. Um, and it's mostly a let people enjoy things. So, like, for the most part, where are you going to hear Christmas music right now? So There's this is this stations is a, that put I, it on. So just I don't listen this, to those stations. I think that's the big thing. Is this used to be a bigger issue because it would take over a radio station. <laughs> yeah, just, but like, who stations. listens? Do, who, do you listen to the actual radio anymore when you're? In Sometimes a when my car comes on. <laughs> when my car comes on. Before I plug in my so, and this is the other part with Christmas music for me. I love Christmas music. I impartial to a few like i grew up listening to like the typical like frank sinatra christmas album mm-hmm. like i have vivid memories of the michael buble christmas album dropping when i was on deployment um the one christmas quote 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 unquote christmas song that i will listen to beyond the uh f- the allowed time is probably mistletoe by Justin Bieber. I love that song. <laughs> I don't know this one. I'm not oh familiar. my God. It is so good. Um, but the thing that always comes into play for me is it's a mood and vibes thing. And there is a huge chance in what I'm listening to before the holiday season starts. There is a very, very high probability in likelihood that I have, that I listen to far more, 1989 Taylor's version in November Ooh. and December than I do Christmas music because I'm feeling that right now and it's right. con- I'm connected with it and that's what I listen to. So it, the one thing that I think again love Christmas music it does get redundant. There's like what four yeah. of them and so I, like that's there so are versions I like better. There's you know I, I, I would don't say the, what is the um, I, I would say in the same way that that top forty radio does this to me and then yeah I don't don't really listen to it anymore. Like I am a person who naturally gets burned out on a song very quickly if I hear it a lot. And yeah. it's not, that's not unique to Christmas music, but because they don't, because we're not making a lot of new Christmas music, the burnout I think happens faster every year. So I, I, I delay my start of listening yes. to Christmas music because I, first of all, I don't want to get burned out on it. And secondly, yep. I have like, I am a person who has very strong feelings in general, but also like, particularly when we're in the sort of nostalgia territory, I get, uh, I get overwhelmed very easily by those kinds of experiences. So like, 
it's a it's a relatively as far as listening to music goes it's a fairly intense experience for me to listen to christmas music and i don't know that i could sustain it for two months i could definitely do it for one month yeah but but like i i I don't know. I don't know if I could put myself through it starting on November 1st. Yeah, um, it's that, it's that's probably again, that's a little early for me, but it's one of those if this kid, if it makes you happy like No, sure. I, I, yeah, you know, if, like if you have an uncomplicated relationship with the holidays, <laughs> go if for you, it. If you can get hyped up listening to like Silent Night when you're going out to like run errands we, go for we, it that's the other part need, like, listen, some of we, the songs are not bops we like. really do we really do need our best songwriters to do what they're what they've been doing in england for years which is that they make new christmas songs every single year like really? not, i'm not talking about covers i'm talking about they write new christmas oh. songs every year and they actually make it a whole thing that uh the, the way that we follow the charts down here they yeah. have a christmas number one and it's a big deal to have the Christmas number one. And so a lot of artists will make an original Christmas song every year or so. And so, they compete. It's And it's and that's I, I think we really need that in our pop music culture in America. There, there are a few that jump to mind that are new-ish. You mentioned the Bieber one that I'm not familiar oh, with. So good. Kelly Clarkson puts out new yes, Christmas music. The under the and Christ- she's good oh at it. Yeah, the, um, she has one. Ariana Grande has put out a couple of original Christmas you know, songs that I've liked. You know where I cross into? I will be list, I will absolutely have uh, this will count as a Christmas music rotation is the Sia Christmas album. I'm and not familiar with this. It's not a single. There's no covers. They are all original. That's great. And they are amazing. It is See, this 10, is what, 10 this out is of 10 start to finish. Like, I love it. I love that that whole album is so good um I, and i even like i like step into christmas the elton john one that's a fun one i, I, even I will like say the, the most controversial one yes to me, i know you're gonna the most controversial modern christmas song i would say is uh last christmas by no! ori- originally done by wham i How dare I would, you i think that the wham version is great I think I have never heard a cover of that song that I liked. I have to think about that. The Wham version might be one of my, my like it's in the top five. I, I can't explain to you right. why I like it so much. It more is than so any good, other cover, but it's, it's so good. It I has like were... a, no, no, it has like a lot of conflicting uh, emotional <laughs> threads in it, where it's like a little bittersweet. And oh it's yeah, it's, sad. A, it's like a breakup sad but there, song. But, but you get all these like see. you get all these like country singers in particular do covers of it that are. They fe- they're like no thoughts in my head last Christmas. It gave me my heart, and you're supposed to be sad. He is devastated over yeah, this. Like even look, I know this is sacrilege. I don't really even like Taylor's version of that song. I feel like it's a little too jaunty. Um, I didn't know needs, she did it. It needs to be a sad song. I, I thought think. you were going to say controversial one. I thought you were going to say uh, "Wonderful Christmas Time" by Paul McCartney. Uh, I actually, I actually like that song. Christmas time. It's I, awesome. I, I know a lot of people. It's very popular to hate that song, but I, I really love like that it. song. <laughs> it's really weird, and I like it. I really like that song too. Oh man! I also one of the other like kind of quirky cover albums I did. So she and she and uh, him did a great Christmas album. Uh, so Zoe Deschanel's oh duo, the, the Zoe Deschanel duo. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I thought you were just making uh, pronoun references. No. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna look up last Christmas covers. Um, There's so many. I, I I feel like everybody has covered that song, and I never like the covers. That's um, wild to me. I need to I need to find this. But yeah, and no, listen. It's it is. I am excited for for that season approaching. I don't want to burn myself out on it. But yeah, but you made a really really interesting point to go back to it for a second that I had never really thought about before. That you sort of consider Thanksgiving to be. Yeah. part of the Christmas season. And that's not a, that's not a concept that I've ever thought about before. It's, and I, I like it. It makes some sense to me. For me, it's low pressure Christmas. Like in this all, a lot of this will absolutely play into what type of family situation you have, how much you spend time with family. Cause I think I'm also party to like, I've had to spend a lot of Christmases on deployment or sure. elsewhere where like you kind of have to make, do with what in like Thanksgiving Christmas, like you make do with what you 
have available. And so this is not to say like you cannot enjoy these holidays without like a typical family situation. And so like I don't well, want to discount did that in in during COVID too. A lot right. of us like yeah. I don't want to discount yeah. the idea that like oh well Thanksgiving's extra stressful to me because I've got a, a stress relationship with my parents or and that's understandable. Like that's not I don't want to take away from that. For me, it's always been a, it's like Christmas without the gifts for us. Like we have like a really nice meal. Um, it's usually like the four of us get together. We've got all the dogs there, like make a really good, I mean, my mom make mashed, my mom's mashed potatoes are so good. I've talked about this before when we did the like Thanksgiving plate. When we did it, we, we, for, for, <laughs> for new listeners, we did a year ago, not on this podcast feed, but yeah. on For the Win, we did a, we did a Thanksgiving food draft and it got, it got, it got very, heated. got very it got heated. heated. Yeah, um, things but you were just said kinda... that can't be taken back, and <laughs> and I also it's just Thanksgiving is kind of it's a chill day where I watch like college basketball, like those uh, multi team events. <laughs> it does really have a lot of Christmas vibes to it. You're right, yeah, and I and I, and I think chill and and in in the same way that that New Year's kind of feels like also part of the Christmas. It's the season. cap. It's of yeah. It. And not the kind of cap that we're going to be talking okay. about in the next segment, but it's, a, <laughs> no but yeah, it's, it, 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 I like, I like thinking about it as a more holistic thing, the way that you, that the way that you're talking about where it's like, this is a whole chunk of time. Yeah. It's not a single day. No. And we're basically sort of celebrating from Thanksgiving all the way until New Year's in some capacity. Yeah. Cause there is a lot of that. I mean, I, especially if you do have people who, uh, you only see around that time yeah. of year, that time of year for some people. And I, I live in the, basically the place that I grew up in. So uh, tons of, tons of people that I only see this time of year. So yeah, no, I like that Caroline. Yeah. Um, going to happen. We will, uh, we will be back after a short break here to talk to Josh about the very exciting topic of teenage slang. So stick with us here on For the Water Cooler, and we will be right back. No cap. All right, welcome back. We are joined now by a, a guest that I've been excited to have on for a while. He's, he's somebody that I've worked with over the years, and uh, he's certainly somebody that we've posted about over at For the Win because this this guest, I think, fits very neatly into our, our uh, oeuvre, if that's the word we want to use, Caroline. <laughs> Ooh, of, we're fancy now. We're, we're the place. We're the place where sports and pop culture meet each other, and I would say certainly our guest is uh, is is right in that sweet spot. Our guest today is Josh Sneed, who is uh, one half of the duo that creates the fantastic internet video series SEC Shorts. Josh, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. I'm excited about this. Yeah, you're right. I think. We are the perfect. Um, we're the perf. I'm the perfect guest for this because we are the crossroads of movie nerd and sports fan. Yeah, for sure. I, and and so I should say, Josh, Josh, and and Robert, his his partner that make SEC Shorts, for for a long time they produced videos for uh, my previous employer when I worked there, AL.com, and so we got to know each other, and. You know, but because I sort of nominally worked in video, uh, I, I, without actually having any filmmaking experience or skill whatsoever, they would occasionally let me like sit in with them when they were making stuff and and hang out with them. And they they will still to this day, Josh. Sometimes you guys will like uh, throw something into a video. And I will bring it up to you and you'll say, we put that one in there for you, Scalise. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't tell you how many times we've been doing something on set and be like, no one's going to get this. Like we did a Chinatown reference in a uh, L- uh, in a Penn State video last year. And we were like, no one's going to get this. And we both at the same time were like, Matt will get it. <laughs> I can't tell you half the things we do are like, well, Matt will like. We're supposed to be playing to like hundreds of thousands of people, but we're like, well, Matt, I'm, I'm, I'm the target audience, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you, you truly are. So, and I, so, <laughs> so there so, has to be under five people that are concerned about who uh, is starting a quarterback for Alabama. And also we're like, when is uh, the Broadway travel mean girls going to get to Birmingham? Like, <laughs> there has to be a very small 
group of those people and I, I mean I get we're making videos for those five people I think. it's great it's great to be the the middle point where the three circles overlap I always <laughs> love when I find myself in that position um well Josh I I um you know one, one of the things that again I've, I've always been I would say like a, more of a professional appreciator of movies uh because I've you know like it's just not something that I decided to make my career, but as, as pretty early on in my life, like I've always gravitated to people who are very creative and make stuff and, and do, you know, all of the, all of the sort of actual utilization of talent that, that it takes to make interesting stuff. Like, I mean, and and I would, I will shout out really quickly, the sec shorts video from last week that was about, um, the Michigan sign stealing operation, uh, which I would say if you're, if you're new to sec shorts, that's a, that's a great introduction to what these guys do. Um, but I mean, can you tell us a little bit about like how, how I know you've, you've told this story to many people before, but how does one go from being a guy who is, uh, has experience acting and, and likes making stuff with your buddies to your job is that you make, you make videos for the internet. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, like you said, you gravitate towards people who are creative and I, I, I do the same. And I think it's just about finding your people. Uh, you know, I, Robert, I guess I was in my early, early thirties when I met Robert and we we worked in a, in an office in a medical, uh, like a medical education company. And, you know, we'd create educational content for doctors and it was super boring and disgusting. <laughs> <coughs> but, you know, you just find somebody at work who's like into the same things as you. He went to film school. I had done some like acting and we we're like, oh, let's just we had the same sense of humor. So we we're like, let's, you know, you find the, you find your people and you just start making stuff. And, you know, we did a bunch of really terrible short films. We had some uh, other like sports shorts ideas and stuff. And then just started snowballing and turned into a job that's very hard to explain to people that when you're not in a city where these things happen a lot, like LA or Atlanta or something, trying to tell someone in Birmingham, (laughs) you make sketch comedy uh, for college football. They're like, sure you do, buddy. Is is there any other sport though that you think has such a rich a rich text from which to pull, you know, we just had the, the one year anniversary of pole assassin hitting the, hitting the internet with the Texas scandals. You know, obviously you mentioned the, um, Connor stallions situation, which I agree. I think it was Mina Kimes that tweeted yesterday or two days ago. That was like, I think this story loses 50% of its like intrigue. If this guy's name is like Connor Stevens, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's I feel like a college football is made for this. Like it's, it's always got something intriguing or just plain stupid happening. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. And you know, like burner phone stuff and just yeah. like all the drama that that's so great about college football. It's like, there's no off season because there's always something ridiculous. I think the NBA is good about that too, where they, you know, space things out, but yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think this we just happen to come across the best sport to weave into, you know, what we do and how we do it. So, yeah, I think we kind of lucked out. Well, I, I do want to ask you, Josh, since I have since I have had the pleasure of of being around and working with you guys, you know, our our audience hears, I would say, one one of my only artistic talents, if you want to call it that on a weekly basis. And we'll get to that later in the show. Uh, could you, could you provide maybe a, an objective assessment of my acting ability since I've done it a couple of times? Yeah. So you've got a really good, uh, what was it? Uh, the transfer portal video that hasn't dropped yet, but will eventually. Yeah. Just, just um, so everyone knows I, I did shoot a video with sec shorts like earlier this summer and I really, I, it never came out, and I just sort of assumed, like, oh, wow, must, you did that well. It must be so bad that they, they literally at. can't use it. <laughs> no, no. So we're gonna release it during like transfer portal time in December. So um, plus, uh, it's a lot harder to edit a uh, pulsating, um, like hole in the wall. Uh, 
That's almost like a time portal. The physical portal. Um, you made a. I love it. This is yeah. special effects harder. heavy. Yeah. 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 It's pretty effects heavy. So we may have someone else <laughs> do that for us. But, um, but yeah. So uh, Matt has this legendary. Is it a New York accent that you do? You know, you- I, I I I would say it's it's uh it's generally big city accent. Big city. Northeastern <laughs> big city. Well, Matt, what what who would you what would you name that character? Well, it's I would say it's based heavily on a guy that we used to work with who I don't actually even think is from the Northeast, but he really projected this like I've seen it all. I'm from the big city, you know? Like just sort of really wants everyone to think that he's not from this podunk place that we all live. That is just I a really, stone's throw. I was going to ask if we could talk to him right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is just a stone's throw away from my like. Hey, what do you do? Like, <laughs> it's a little bit. It's a little bit Rocky. It's a little bit Sylvester Stallone and Rocky, probably. It also has like 1920s detective vibes to it in some. Well, way. but it's got to be a detective that's been hit yeah. in the head a lot. I've seen I a lot. See, it's yeah, funny. yeah, like he's the enforcer. He's like yeah. the partner you bring along when you, <laughs> right. you gotta rough somebody up. Not, not the, the one that's getting short on time. He's not the brains of the operation by, by any means. No. No. So uh, to to your question, <laughs> I'd say I'd say you're a great uh, you're a great role player. Like you come in anytime we need something specific, like. Um, so for instance, you know, you played the recorder as a minstrel and Excellent I can't imagine, I can't picture anyone else no. being that role <laughs> because you became the recorder player yeah. and so much so that people asked you how long you've been playing the recorder. They did. Yeah. What? <laughs> what a compliment. Uh, yeah. from, it came from within the house too. His My own wife yeah. was like, <laughs> Have you been playing the recorder? And I just didn't know. And listen, if, if anyone knows that I don't have any musical talent, it's it's my wife. She's very aware of this. So, so you fooled them all. Yeah, I think that's, that's, an att- that's a testament to your acting right there. Yeah, but I would like to tell a quick story about one of the first times you were in a video with us. <coughs> um, it was one of the seasons where Alabama lost like one game. And of course, all the fans were like, that's it. Oh, the worst. Right. How can you see it? <laughs> I can't imagine losing a game as a Virginia so, fan. Yeah, I would understand. I, Caroline often gives me a hard time because I because I will point out that Alabama – I think I said the phrase Alabama only has one first-round wide receiver on the roster this year, and she essentially ridicules me with this statement constantly. Now. I'll nonstop. Yeah. Look, I'll, I need all y'all to go sit through an entire few seasons of being a Virginia football fan and then come back to me. I'll never, we'll <laughs> no, never do pass, that. pass, pass. <laughs> We're trying to. Do I've got that. a job watching the good football games. I'm not gonna. <laughs> so I'm always like, "What do you mean you guys stop watching when you're not in playoff contention anymore?" I'd never. Yeah, start so basically, watching. that's what the video was: is Alabama being like dead and buried after one loss. So <laughs> we literally buried uh, Matt. Was he embodied Alabama? He was wearing the jersey, and we literally buried him and my friends like on. on like on their farm somewhere. We Stop. dug a big hole and put him in it. Stop. <laughs> yeah. So we tied him up, bundled him up, dropped him in a hole, and then we got the laptop out and we were like, all right, let's write some jokes. <laughs> it was I did. Crazy. It was yeah. freezing cold. We did all the dumb stuff first, like tying him up and burying him. And then we were like, all right, what are we going to do? Like we had no dialogue. We had no jokes. We were just like, we just wanted to, all we knew that w- is that we were going to bury Alabama. And I spent most of the day that day just trying to find a place where someone would let us dig a hole. <laughs> so was just... we, didn't, we didn't have any jokes. <laughs> or, it, was, or it, it, was, it was definitely there, – there was at least a minute when I – once I got into the situation where I thought, you know, if they, if they, wanted, to, if they wanted to actually kill me and bury me alive – They've they've pulled it off. Like there's I, there's nothing I can do now. Oh my god! How many times were the cops called? Were they like, we just saw some well, men throw another man in a hole? No, no, no. Unfortunately, no. We, were they had a, a, we were on a chicken farm in Odenville, Alabama. Oh wow! They also okay. they also had a. Fake... I think you're imagining like a, a, a family on a stroll after dinner, like mm, good day. Sir. Oh, <laughs> no, they, I see you're burying another they, man. I, I had just. Do watched... you need help, <laughs> Caroline? I had just I had basically just watched Alabama lose a huge game to to uh joe burrow and the and 
that that incredible LSU team. It was even to a good team. I, I yeah, and I and I, I got a I got a text. I, <laughs> I got a text basically saying, so so Matt, after you've emotionally experienced this and and had to do it for your job. Would you would you maybe come out to a farm in the middle of nowhere and lay down in a hole and let us bury you? And I and I said, sure, sure. I don't understand why you needed to tie him up. <laughs> you Good know, question. when you're burying someone, you know. <laughs> like, are you? <laughs> I think like, this was. <laughs> Just trying so we, to so we can't call sure, back like, out, you know. Yeah, it, it yeah they like, didn't want me getting cold buried. <laughs> Zip tie. So wait. so wait, are you telling me in DC y'all y'all don't tie up the bodies before you bury? <laughs> okay. I'm just uh, I'm trying. They're called zombies, picture. and they can't crawl out of the grave if they're tied up. So yes, yes, y'all don't believe in the resurrection of the flesh up there, huh? <laughs> Matt's like, why do you guys have zip ties? <laughs> <laughs> do my hands have to be behind my back so so we've listen we've gone we've gone way way off the rails here but, but josh uh we did we did ask you to come on uh like all of our other guests with a topic that you wanted to talk about that was pop culture related this is our pop culture potluck segment and you went you went way non-traditional here with the pick which i really appreciate i'm excited um let's let's talk about what pop culture phenomenon that you have decided to talk about on the show today. Right. So I wanted to pick something that, you know, uh, people are watching and stuff now, but I'm, I'm watching an older show. You guys have already talked about suits. And so uh, there was something that I came across just on the hollow Halloween season and it's a uh, uh, teen slang. <laughs> and it's, it's so different now and it's so hilarious. Uh, just, I was uh, at like a family pumpkin carving type thing where a bunch of different families <clears throat> met up and the adults are drinking and the kids are carving pumpkins. And there were a ton of boys from like 10 to 13 there. <coughs> and the way they were talking to each other, it was like, oh, it was slang only. There were no like. Yeah. <laughs> so. so they, they have like these real opinions and real compliments that they would try to give each other. But it was all through this like veil of like weird slang where they're like, no, this kid is carving the hell out of this pumpkin. Right. And this guy's like, no cat, bro. Like you're an artist, bro. Like, for real, bro. like you're like, you're freaking, you've got skills for days, bro. And he's just like, yeah, dude, I just like, bro. I just like feel it. And it's just like, it's just like my hands take over, bro. And I'm just like, I just like do it, bro. I don't. I can't even explain. I was it's like, like Riz for pumpkins. Yeah. So I was the only adult, and all the other adults went inside to like hang out and drink, and I just sat there quiet and listened to them talk for like an hour and a half. An, an anthropologist, listen, yeah, <laughs> taking yeah. notes. Like, so I, a lot of the words I had heard before, but I didn't know what they meant. So if, if someone's got the Riz, do you know what you guys know about? I, I do know about Riz. riz. <clears throat> uh, I, I, I have to say. First of all, just to start this off, I turned 40 over the weekend uh, as we're recording this. I could Gross. not I could not be having a more old man conversation than the one that we are having right now. <laughs> now that I'm 40, let's talk about what the kids all are the, saying. All these words the kids are saying these days. But yeah, I mean, I have I have a 15-year-old and a 12-year-old and they are I, they do not talk this way. But they like to they like to do it like sort of to troll me uh, and, and to make fun of the way that they hear their peers talking. Now, for all I know, they do say this stuff at school, but mostly I think they're doing it with some self-awareness and they're they're aware that it sounds goofy. Um, on God, bro, they're they're probably they're probably <laughs> like on God. They're like definitely doing it at school, bro. I think they might. I think they might. But at least my son is. But but the 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 you the the quality of it that's funny to me, Josh, that you mentioned is like the total sincerity of doing it. Like because I think we used slang when we were kids as millennial children. Yeah, the comparison's always trying to figure out like what that would be. But I but I don't think we I don't think it rattled I don't think it rolled off our tongues as like totally naturally as it does now for kids. 
Oh yeah, it's all they were doing. They weren't like they had no real like they they were talking about <coughs> yeah like Fortnite or something. It was like I didn't I had no idea what they were saying. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I like I'm just imagining the gap between like do, do the do kids that speak this way are they talking to their parents like that? And is this is this some like unbridgeable divide? between the generations that were that were reaching like telling well, the, telling their mom you know I, so I ran, inside, no cap. I ran inside at one point and i was like do they talk like this all the time and one of the moms was like just the other day my son said call me himothy because i'm him <laughs> amazing um those stuff that so i love it took me forever to figure out cap no cap i'm embarrassed to be like because some of the stuff like nothing makes you feel older than if you have to google it you know like if you're like let me look it up what the kids are saying <laughs> um the ones that i can't the ones that I've, I've heard or seen too much of right now is like mother like oh my god sure. she's so mother or she's mothering mother's mothering is like especially because i am a swifty and so like you'll see so many like the algorithm has put a lot of Swift related content into my timeline and there's a lot about mother is mothering. And I'm like, that's where I'm like, okay, we need to just relax for a second. Like this is, we need to chill. Um, yeah. You're part of a, a pop culture phenomenon that is, that is generation spanning. So you yeah. have to, you have to deal with that a lot. More yeah. Cause I was thinking about it because our, and it's tough because early on, like when I feel like when we were teens, a lot of our slang was just like, I don't even know what I would throw because I guess like first like of all game. it was it was almost all adjectives I would say yeah so it was all like and they all um, pretty much meant the same thing they all meant cool right you're like radical <laughs> yeah. like well there's, that. there they're were all the levels ones, they're all sure. levels in Mario Super Mario World that like you know the one star level where you get the like fancy fancy thing at the very end when you beat the star it's all those it's like groovy mm. not groovy that's 70s but like um rad. I can't, and of course now I'm blanking on them, but yeah, like we, I yeah, it was we just, just like, it was stuff that you would yell in a toy commercial because you liked the toy, you know? Also true. But we also <laughs> now have, yeah, tubular. yes, that was it. Yes. Okay. Um, but we also have now added like, and I say this, there's a few things I still say. I say doggo, you guys, I do from time to time. Yeah. They make fun of us for that. Bay, Bay was definitely one of ours. Mm. Um, it's lit. I think is kind of borderline one I'd of ours. That's very millennial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about so, okay? Um, one that was recent that I adopted that I don't think is cool anymore is when something slaps. Oh, love slaps. Sure, slaps. I still say it. Or a I heard it. I was like, oh, I, I can, I can use that. I, this I, makes sense to me. This does slap, and I don't think I think uh, I think that's a telltale sign that. You're a very old person now. Yes, now it has definitely become that. I also legitimately sent a text to our group chat this morning that was talking about one of the Taylor Swift fault tracks that said it was a bop. So, like, got well, What else would we? So, I, I, mean, mirror, I feel like we should have, we should have, <laughs> we should have sought out a, a Gen Z consultant for this segment. <laughs> but I, what do they? What would they call it if it's not a bop? If that's if saying it's a bop is cringe, what do they? What I think they cringe call? is also one of ours. Like all of the things, all of the things that we've said. If there is a single Gen Z person listening to this, oh, they're God. like, they'd, this, say, they'd be like, "Y'all are so chuggy." Right? We can't That's put this clip yeah, out. Yeah, we yeah. can't put this particular clip out because yeah, it, will, it, will get, it will get picked up on TikTok, and it will just be Gen Z kids the, making the worst, fun of us. The worst was the stretch where, like, the Gen, and this is what this is always how different, you know, like generations go right um the straight leg je- or the you know skinny jeans and the hair part on the side is chuggy and old and like ugh, millennials like whatever and i'm like great you can also live through what you're about you're bringing back all of our 90s fashion you know what i tried parting my hair in the middle it looked awful my mom told me it looked awful and i was like you don't know anything this is the style and then i got to a certain age and i was like oh shit I look so much better with my hair parted on the side. <laughs> and there we are. And the same thing where it's like, yeah, I used to also have, you know how hard we worked to get the like the the zipper length higher on jeans, folks? Low rise is 
the worst possible thing that can happen to you in the fashion world. And we got rid of those and y'all are just bringing them back. It's reckless. Hmm. It's reckless and it's not shooting. <laughs> like, it's not... <laughs> like we are, the, the, we the are fashion, cool. Damn it. The fashion <laughs> part, the fashion part doesn't carry over the same way for, for men, but I, but yeah. what, Josh, I, I would imagine based on your description of this conversation that, that inspired this topic, where any of these boys, I mean, the, the thing that gets talked about a lot with Gen Z kids is the hair on boys is really unique. And it's not really even like a throwback that they're, they're, they are doing things and they are swooping bangs in directions heretofore right. never seen. So, you know, the, <laughs> the, bangs bangs were the thing where they, they'd have the swoop for a while, but yeah. now it's they grow it out as far as they can and then they. We'll put a hat on or something so it'll all swoop uh, out, no, right? Like, no. All around, like I can't describe how it looks. They sort of, they weird. sort of look like someone drew an anime character and then like made it come to life. And so the yeah. hair is like it's making shapes that if you if you did a silhouette of this person, you would not think that this is a, a this is a, an actual human. You would think it's a cartoon right. character. Also, the mullet. Uh, what the? Is industry. mullet? Are mullets back? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's real weird. Um, and <laughs> the kids who do it, like they're the like you know, I do things a little different. Like they're, <laughs> like, they're trying to be funny. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I, they're all just so scared to like do anything like different. It's like we're all doing this now, so let's not uh, stray from this. There was one of the kids carving a pumpkin. He just like just ripped his shirt off. It was like so hot out here. I went inside, came out. They all had their shirts on. <laughs> They're all just like, yeah. I was like basically sweating, bro. Did they say one of my absolute favorites that I wish? This is one that was like I wish I was cool enough to say bet. Like, oh. I'll never bet. pull it off ever. I'll it's ne- my I would fave. never pull off bet. It's my fave. I'm just like, all right, bet. Like, I wish I could do. That's one where I'm like horribly i'm this, very this aware is, of how old i am after this conversation by the way this is yeah. like i feel ancient but yeah um, my, my, no- my wife did tell me that is is like they're not it's not a bit like she 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 hangs she she is uh involved with programs that like young kids do you know children's theater and stuff and she said just rolls right off the tongue they say bet to bet. her mm. uh instead of okay or or sure yeah, and it's so weird. You don't know how to react to that as as a person who did not grow up hearing that. Wait, what does touch grass mean? I was just looking this up. Oh, love that. This you gotta get touch, outside. Touch you grass, gotta get in the real world. You gotta yeah, get offline. Touch touch grass oh. is like your. I would say you that is our equivalent yeah. would be like a don't have a cow man maybe. Yeah, uh, well, it's 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 a very like if you've been online for too long type feeling like if if all of your takes and thoughts like again this turns into sometimes where i don't want to relate it's just very easy to relate things back to like swifty world right now but if you're like guys i think that she's going to release something something on this and this and if you look at the way they held hands and someone's just like you gotta touch grass you gotta get outside if you're doing if you're doing taylor numerology (laughs) you you gotta step back for a hot second or it can be if it's like I've also seen it in relate relation to some of the like uh, guys relationship things where they're like, well, I tried to talk to a woman. They're like, you got to touch grass. Like you got to Like you got to get outside <laughs> in the real world. You got to log off. You got to go like see the outside for a second. Like, sure. You got to relax. Our generation is guilty of that for sure. <laughs> well, l- listen, I, I, this is a, this is a very deep topic and uh, we're all clearly very much over our heads, but I, I, I wanted to. I wanted to use that. I want to use our confusion in our game show segment this week, uh, which is going to be all about slang, and it will be from different eras by the Ooh, round. Okay. So round one is going to be some of the stuff that we've talked about today. Not this. We have not mentioned these specific words that I have for this round. Round two is going to be British slang. And round three is going to be 1930s slang. Finally, watching Love Island will hopefully pay off. (laughs) Uh, So, so yeah, our our trivia contest this week, we're going to be diving deeper into the world of slang. And before we get that started, uh, I do have a quick jingle to, to get it going. Chandler, can you play that for us? 
but I admit It's giving us though No cap, I have no ribs <laughs> On God, that's big yikes Love it. Also, now I think of Guardians of the Galaxy three, and I want to cry immediately. There's no way. There's no way any uh, Gen Z kids know what that song is. Uh, no, else. that's the best part about. It. Well, I will say if they saw that's Guardians a song of the Galaxy, Guardians, bro. Yeah, exactly. Look, <laughs> I've done that to my. I did that to my dad with something. A song came on. I was like, "This was in Guardians," and he was like, "God damn it, I failed you." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh. Our our guest always goes first. Your so round one. I will remind you guys. It, this is this is we'll, we'll say Gen Alpha slash Z slang. Josh, what does snatched mean? Oh, that's like it has something to do with a look. Like your look is snatched, right? Um, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say you. It's when you look. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you were close. You were, you were so in the close. neighborhood. You were very it, close. It, it basically just means you look good. It means fierce or on point. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so you, okay. you need to watch a few more Get Ready With Me videos, apparently. I can send you some. Because <laughs> you yeah, can have a snatched I've... outfit, or you can even do, like, you can snatch, like, especially eye makeup, or, like, when you do, like, yeah. you know, contour. I was thinking of the snatched. eyes, but, and then I was like, oh, I have a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Caroline, your your Gen Z alpha word is gyat. G-Y-A-T. What does this word mean? Yeah. Isn't it like an exclamation of excitement or um like uh you approve of something like uh, that that is, I would say that is sort of part of speech, but I'm going to need what it specifically references for this generation of people. Is it not like goddamn? No, it's a similar. That uh, that is, I will. That's like point. That's like origin of the word. That's like etymology, okay. but that's not what it means. <laughs> Do I have it used in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um. God, I don't. I don't know more than what I've said. <laughs> this is a this is a reference to uh, butts. This is basically what is it? This is what they call a butt that they like. Okay. <laughs> this is a positive exclamation regarding someone's butt. Excellent. Okay. Uh, so we we failed that round. Yeah. All right. Round two. We are going with British slang. Josh, your word is knackered. What does knackered mean? I, I'm going to guess drunk, but I'm not confident. It is not drunk. It is tired. <laughs> Tough. All right, Caroline, your word is chuffed. Oh, chuffed is like pleased or happy. Yes, we will accept that. Chuffed. Ooh, it's going to be quite chuffed. <laughs> yeah, like oh, chuffed, mate. Pride. I can't believe I didn't Could show up be. in a, like a Hugh Grant movie at some point. <laughs> No he's he's like perpetually. The movie, the movie title would be Chuffed. Chuffed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. We're on to round three, our final round. Josh, you gotta, you're, you're going to have to catch up here. You're, you're trailing Caroline by one. Your, your 1930s slang term is Chicago overcoat. What is a Chicago overcoat? <laughs> That's not a sex thing, right? <laughs> This is a family podcast. <laughs> um, uh, Chicago overcoat. Uh, I I have no idea. Can I guess? <laughs> wait, yeah, wait, your... hold on. I should at least I should at least put a guess. Just at least take a wild guess. Chicago yeah. overcoat. I'm gonna say. Wait, what is it? What is it again? Chicago, Chicago. overcoat. Okay. <clears throat> As in, let's get this guy a boring. Chicago overcoat. Wait, use it in a sense. I'm sorry. Let's let's get this guy into a Chicago overcoat. Ooh, changes my guess. I have nothing. 
I have nothing. absolutely I was gonna, nothing. I was what are you, what's your like, guess, Caroline? I was going to say, like, let's get them drunk. Like, a war- that's like, you know, like a booze coat. But this sounds, over- more, this sounds more mafia related now. Oh, <laughs> you're on it. A Chicago <laughs> overcoat is a coffin. Oh, that's... So you they put you in a Chicago overcoat. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you got to make sure you tie him up first. As long as you tie him up. <laughs> Let him get out. <laughs> All right, Caroline, just just for the sake of doing it, this one I chose specifically for you. Oh, God. What would you be ordering if you went to a restaurant and ordered dog's soup in the 1930s? Dog's soup? Well, in the 1930s, it probably was just dog's soup. (laughs) (laughs) This is is dog's soup with an apostrophe. Dog's soup. It's not like a beef stew, is it? No, dog's soup is is a glass of water. Oh, what is wrong? <laughs> Get it together, nineteen thirties. This is wild. Man, this was tough. We, you guys, yeah, were that was officially a lot stumped. of time. A yeah. lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Yikes! Nobody right. had TVs. Nobody had TVs. It was like a bowl of baked beans. I don't know. I guess it's because dogs. Uh, dogs. Yeah. That's what dogs tr- drink. Yeah. But yeah, that's I guess that uh, makes listen, sense. Tough, tough There's outing. No this way, wait, hold on. There's no way Caroline's dog just drinks water. Your dog probably <laughs> drinks like Gatorade. Or, it's, it's Avion, or, actually. Or a green juice. Propel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she has only the finest kibble that costs the most money and is apparently what she can handle for her little diabetic self. <laughs> well, guys, well, listen. They tell me. I uh, I I would say this well, this one's going to go down as technically in the books it's a W for Caroline but yeah. I'm I'm taking the win here. As I'm chuffed master. over this, guys. I'm chuffed. So, <laughs> the one word you knew in the whole game, <laughs> Josh. You basically, you basically put me in a Chicago overcoat because I, uh, I'm going to start I using that. Zero. It's pretty good. I liked that one. Um, well, Josh, listen. Thanks, thanks so much for coming on the show, and uh, tell folks where they can where they can find your output, your your work. Uh, so, SEC Shorts you can just find on YouTube, and um, look for Matt's uh, beautiful regional northeastern general big city <laughs> accent in a uh, transfer portal videos dropping sometime in the middle of December. Really, I mean, that's look. That's that's a sweeps period, I think. If I remember my TV, <laughs> they're saving it to make sure that the, <laughs> for awards period. That's right. Well, thanks again, Josh, uh, for Thank coming you. out. And um, everybody, go check out SEC Shorts and check out uh, if you are if you are not subscribed to our podcast, please do so. But even if you are, please go hit us up with a rating over on. Uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We really appreciate those. And uh, for everybody else, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you guys again next week here at For the Water Cooler. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.